0: Book 2, Chapter 29, Of the Mystical City of God, Volume 2, By the Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus, of Agrada. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book 2, Chapter 29, The Most Holy Mother Clothes the Infant Jesus in the Seamless Tunic. She put shoes on his feet. The doings and observances of the Lord. In order to clothe the divine infant in the small tunic and put on his feet the sandals made by her the most prudent lady cast herself on her knees before her sweetest son and addressed him in the following words most high lord and creator of heaven and earth i wish to clothe thee if possible in such a way as thy divinity deserves and i would gladly have made these garments which are to cover thee from my heart blood But i know that the poor and insignificant coverings i now offer thee are according to thy desires pardon me my lord and master my faults and accept the loving affection of her who is but dust and ashes allow me to clothe thee the infant jesus was pleased with the loving service of his purest mother and thereupon she clothed and shod him setting him upon his feet the tunic fitted him perfectly covering his feet without hindering them in walking and the sleeves extended to the middle of his hands although she had taken no measure beforehand the collar was cut out round without being open in front and was somewhat raised around the neck adjusting itself to the throat through this opening the heavenly mother passed over the head of the infant for the garment gracefully adjusted itself according to her wishes he never divested himself of this tunic, until the executioners themselves tore it off to scourge and afterwards to crucify him, for this garment continually grew with him, adjusting itself to his body. The same happened also with the sandals and with the undergarment, which the solicitous mother made for him. None of these articles of clothing wore away or became old in the thirty-two years, nor did the tunic lose its color or its newness, But remained just as it had left the hands of the great lady nor did any of them become soiled or filthy but they preserved their first cleanliness the garment which the redeemer of the world laid aside in order to wash the feet of his apostles was a mantle or cape which he wore over his shoulders and this also had been made by the virgin after they had returned to nazareth like the other clothing it grew with the lord was of the same color only a little darker and was woven in the same way thus the infant lord of the eternities was placed on his feet after having since his birth been wrapped in swaddling clothes and held for most of the time in the arms of his most holy mother john chapter thirteen verse four he was the most beautiful among the sons of men the angels were astounded at the humble and poor raiment chosen by him who clothes the heavens in light and the fields with beauty he walked freely on his feet in the presence of his parents but before strangers this wonder remained for a time concealed since the queen took him in her arms when outsiders approached or whenever they went abroad indescribable was the joy of the heavenly lady and of saint joseph as they saw the infant walking about and exhibit such rare beauty he received nourishment at the breast of his purest mother until he was a year and a half old and no longer his meals thereupon were most frugal as well in quantity as in quality at first they consisted in broths mixed with oil and some fruits or fishes while he was still in process of growth she gave him to eat three times a day as often as she had formerly given him her milk in the morning afternoon and at night the divine child never asked for food but the loving mother with thoughtful anxiety provided him his meals at the proper time until later on when he was already grown up and would not consent to eat oftener or at other hours than the heavenly spouses themselves this was his rule until he reached adult age of which i will speak later on whenever he took his meals with his parents they always waited until he should pronounce the blessing at the beginning and give thanks at the end from the time the child jesus was on his feet he commenced to retire and spend certain hours of the day in the oratory of his mother as the most prudent mother was anxious to know his wishes in regard to her intercourse with him the Lord responded to her mute appeal, saying, My mother, enter and remain with me, always in order that thou mayest imitate me in my works. For I wish that in thee be modeled and exhibited the high perfection which I desire to see accomplished in the souls. For if they had not resisted my first intentions. First letter to Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 They would have been endowed with most abundant and copious gifts but since the human race has hindered this i have chosen thee as the vessel of all perfection and of the treasures of my right hand which the rest of the creatures have abused and lost observe me therefore in all my actions for the purpose of imitating me thus the heavenly lady was installed anew as the disciple of her most holy son thenceforward passed such great and hidden mysteries between these two that not until the day of eternity will they be known many times the divine child prostrated himself on the ground at other times he was raised from the ground in the form of a cross earnestly praying to the eternal father for the salvation of mortals in all this his most loving mother imitated him for to her were manifest the interior operations of his most holy soul just as well as the exterior movements of his body of this knowledge of most pure mary i have spoken in other parts of this history and it is necessary to point it out often because this was the source of the light which guided her in her holy life it was such a singular blessing that all creatures together will not be able to understand or describe it by their united powers the great lady did not always enjoy visions of the divinity but always the sight of the most holy humanity and soul of her son with all their activities In a special manner she was witness of the effects of the hypostatic and beatific union of the humanity with the divinity. Although she did not always see this glory and this union substantially, yet she perceived the interior acts by which his humanity reverenced, loved and magnified the divinity to which it was united. And this privilege was reserved solely to Most Holy Mary. On these occasions it often happened that the child Jesus in the presence of his most holy mother wept and perspired blood, for this happened many times before his agony in the garden. Then the blessed lady would wipe his face, interiorly perceiving and knowing the cause of this agony, namely the loss of the foreknown and of those who would be ungrateful for the benefits of their creator and redeemer, and in whom the works of the infinite power and goodness of the Lord would be wasted at other times the blessed mother would find him refulgent with heavenly light and surrounded by angels that sang sweet hymns of praise and she was made aware that the heavenly father was pleased in his beloved and only begotten son matthew chapter seventeen verse five all these wonders commenced from the time when at the age of one year he began to walk witnessed only by his most holy mother whose heart was to be the treasure house of his wonders the works of love praise and worshipful gratitude his petitions for the human race all exceed my ability to describe i must refer the understanding of it to the faith and piety of the christians the child jesus grew in the admiration and esteem of all that came to know him having reached the age of six years he began now and then to visit the sick in the hospitals seeking out the stricken ones and mysteriously comforting and consoling them in their afflictions many of the inhabitants of heliopolis began to know him the secret attractions of his divinity and sanctity drew toward him the hearts of all and many offered him gifts these according to the promptings of his interior knowledge he refused or accepted for distribution among the poor the admiration caused by his wise counsels and his modest and considerate behavior caused many to extol and congratulate the parents of such a son Although all of them were ignorant of the mysteries and of the dignity of the son and the mother yet the lord of creation being desirous of honoring his mother permitted them to reverence her as far as was possible under the circumstances without their learning the special reason for doing so many of the children of heliopolis gathered around the child jesus as it is natural with children of similar age and condition since they were free from great malice and were not given to inquire whether he was more than man but freely admitted the heavenly light the master of truth welcomed them as far as was befitting he instilled into them the knowledge of god and of the virtues he taught and catechized them in the way of eternal life even more abundantly than the adults as his words were full of life and strength he won their hearts and impressed his truth so deeply upon them that all those who had this good fortune afterwards became great and saintly men for in the course of time they ripened in them the fruit of this heavenly seed sown so early into their souls the blessed mother was well informed of all these happenings whenever her most holy son returned from these errands in which he had fulfilled the will of his eternal father by looking after his flock the queen and the angels prostrated themselves before her divine son and gave him thanks for the benefits done to those innocents who did not yet know him for their true god and she kissed his feet as those of the high priest of heaven and earth letter to the hebrews chapter four verse one this she also did whenever the child was about to go forth On such occasions, he would raise her up from the earth in filial reverence and love. The mother also asked for his blessing upon all her undertakings, and she never lost an occasion for practicing virtue with all the intensity of her love and divine grace. Never was any grace in her without its fruit, but it operated in all its plenitude and increased in operation. The great lady sought new means and ways of humiliating herself adoring the incarnate word by her genuflections and prostrations and other most loving and profound ceremonies as outward tokens of her prudence and holiness. This she attended to with such wisdom that she excited the admiration of the angels themselves who interchanging among themselves the praises of the divinity said to each other, Who is that pure creature so full of delight to our creator and her son? canticles chapter one verse two who is this one that so wisely and attentively honors and reverences the most high far exceeding us all in her loving alertness and attention in his intercourse and conversation with his parents this most wonderful and beautiful child after he had begun to walk and grow larger showed more gravity than when he was younger the tender caresses which always had been tempered and measured were now withheld for in his countenance shone forth such majesty as a reflection of his hidden divinity that if he had not mixed it with a certain sweetness and affability reverential fear would have prevented all intercourse with him the heavenly mother and saint joseph felt the effects of a divine power and efficacy as well as the kindness and devotedness of a loving father proceeding from his countenance joined with this majesty and magnificence with his filial affection toward his heavenly mother while on the other hand he treated saint joseph as one who had as well the name as the duties of a father toward him and therefore he obeyed them both as a most devoted son obeys his parents in his whole behavior the incarnate word practiced the virtues of obedience humility and human kindness with such an admirable mixture of majesty and gravity, that his divine wisdom shone forth in all his actions, and that none of his grandeur was impaired by triviality or smallness. The heavenly queen was most attentive to all these mysteries, and she alone, as far as a mere creature could, comprehended befittingly the work of her most holy son, and understood the ways of his infinite wisdom. I would attempt the impossible to try to describe in human words the effects of all his doings on her most pure and prudent soul or how closely she imitated his ineffable sanctity the souls which were converted and saved in heliopolis and in all egypt the sick that were cured and the wonders wrought during their seven years stay in that country cannot be enumerated such a blessed crime did the cruelty of herod turn out to be for egypt the goodness and wisdom of god draws from the very wickedness and evils of sin the greatest good If in one direction men cast away his mercies and shut them out, he calls upon them in other directions to open their hearts and admit his blessings. Job chapter 34 verse 24 His ardent desires to benefit the human race cannot be quenched by the floods of our sins and ingratitudes. Instruction given to me by the Queen of Heaven, Most Holy Mary. My daughter, From the very beginning of this history of my life thou wast made to understand that among other purposes the Lord wished to call the attention of mortals to the debt contracted by their unfeeling forgetfulness of his divine love and of mine toward them. It is true that all his love is included and made manifest in his having died on the cross for them. For this was the extremity of his immense charity. John chapter 3 verse 16 but many ungrateful men are loath to remember even this blessing for such and for all others the knowledge of what he did for them during the thirty-three years should be a new incentive and spur of love since each of his acts was worth an infinite price and merited our eternal gratitude the almighty set me as a witness to all of them and i assure thee that from the first instant of his conception in my womb he ceased not to clamor to the Father for the salvation of men. From that moment he began to embrace the cross. Letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 5. Not only in desire, but also as far as was possible in effect, placing himself in the position of one crucified from his infancy and continuing these exercises during his whole life. I also imitated him in this joining him in his prayers and labors for mankind and in the very first acts of his most sacred humanity by which he rendered thanks for the salvation of men let therefore mortals beware lest i who was a witness and co operatrix of this salvation be not also a witness and co operatrix in the day of judgment proclaiming how well justified is the cause of god with men if on that day i most justly refuse my intercession to those who have foolishly despised and forgotten so many and so great favors and blessings the results of the divine love of my son and my own what answer what excuse or evasion shall those bring forward who have been so well informed so much admonished and enlightened by the truth how can these ungrateful and pertinacious mortals expect mercy of the most just and righteous god when he has given them sufficient and opportune time invited them so often called them waited and worked for them and conferred upon them immense blessings while they abused and wasted all of them in pursuit of vanity fear my daughter this the greatest of all blindnesses refresh ever the memory of the most holy works of my son and of me and imitate them with all thy fervor continue the exercises of the cross under the guidance of obedience in order to keep thyself mindful of what thou must imitate and give thanks for take notice at the same time that my son and lord could have redeemed the human race without suffering so much and that he wished to increase his sufferings only on account of the immensity of his love for souls the return for such condescension should be that the creature content not itself with little or as ordinarily the case with ignorant men add thou virtue to virtue and seek thereby evermore to meet all thy obligations imitating the lord and me in our labors for the salvation of the world all thy merits offer up for souls uniting them with his merits in the presence of the eternal father end of chapter twenty nine